Greetings, curious cats. I am your host, Bill Robertson, and welcome back to another episode of Curiosity Clubhouse. To be curious is to be open, and to be open is to welcome in the energy and exploration of endless possibilities in regards to our health, creativity, and expansion of potential in all areas of who we are. Today, I have the honor and pleasure of sitting down with Laura French, a.k.a. the self-proclaimed Pooh Fairy Godmother herself. She is a certified colon hydrotherapist at a local holistic wellness center called Viva Wellness, where she supports and empowers others via facilitating colonics and sharing her wisdom in the sphere of gut health. Gut health is a cornerstone and key variable in the equation of reaching optimal health and happiness. This component alone is vital for the harmonization of countless functions in the body and mind, including immune, heart, brain health, emotional well-being, quality sleep, effective digestion, and so much more. When it comes to health and wellness, I believe there should be no stones left unturned because when you boil it down, health is all that we have. We either make our wellness a priority now or be forced to down the line when we are met with disease from lack of investment in Mother Nature's basic principles. I have a gut feeling we are all going to gain many applicable and practical takeaways from the powerful and wise Laura French today. So in the spirit of wonderment, fascination, and joyous exploration, let's get into this shit. Pun intended. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Laura. Oh, that was such a great intro. Thank you. Hell yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm really excited about this. My first podcast ever. Yay. 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 Popping your cherry. (laughs) We're here for it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Righteous. All right. So to start out, I would love for you to, you know, introduce yourself. What is colon hydrotherapy, colonics, uh, and maybe a little bit about your backstory and how you came to become a professional in this sort of area and specialize in gut health. And also, I would love for you to dive into what is the gut? Because we always hear about mm-hmm. gut health, but mm-hmm. like, what does the gut entail? What does that include within, mm-hmm. you know, our system? Because, you know, we could think about uh, our colon or our stomach and digestion. I know those all play mm-hmm. into it, but I would love to hear your take on all of that. And yeah, feel free to dive in from cool. there. Awesome. So um, I guess we'll start with like my journey into colon hydrotherapy. Um, I was probably about 21, 22 years old and I was like desperately struggling. I wasn't pooping for like three weeks at a time, like super intense constipation. I kept going to the doctor. They kept telling me to do laxatives, kept telling me this. Oh, you're 21. You're young. You're healthy. You're fine. And I was like, this is just not a quality of life that I'm willing to live. And so I didn't know where to start. I was like working out. I was doing all this stuff. And I got to a point that my body was so internally toxic that I was like, I'd be working out and I'd be doing like lat pull downs. And I'd have to like sit and unclench every single one of my fingers because I was getting like arthritic level pain. And so I was like, this is just not okay. And I looked like I was pregnant all the time because I was so bloated and distended. And I, uh, one late night Google search when I was in excruciating pain because I hadn't pooped in so long. You know, we all get on Google late night and as we do, and I found colon hydrotherapy and I booked my appointment for the next week. I did a intro clonic and then I did a series of three clonics, so four clonics total um, within about a three week period. And um, I lost eight pounds of shit <laughs> that uh, like first first time. And then I started feeling better and I started figuring out that I had like a gluten intolerance that was undiagnosed and a dairy um, intolerance that I hadn't addressed. And all these little things. And I just slowly got more and more passionate about gut health and um, sort of led into the career that I'm doing now. Um, but that's what like led me into colon hydrotherapy. I'm trying to remember the other questions you asked me. What is colon hydrotherapy? <laughs> oh, yeah. What is it? Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so what is colon hydrotherapy? Right. A lot of people have like maybe heard about them. Um, I have people say that they've like seen them on like the Real Housewives or um, seen other people talk about them online. But they're, it's still like a really... Um, not talked about thing in America. Like if you go over to Europe or Australia, it's super popular. Um, But so colon hydrotherapy is uh, we introduce highly purified water into your large intestine. Um, So you have your small intestine, your large intestine. We only work in your large intestine. Um, And we wash away the waste that is built up there. It kind of builds up like layers of lasagna. Um, And so each time you come in, we're sort of uh, hydrating and washing away a layer of one of those lasagna layers to try to get some (laughs) of those toxins out. And a lot of people worry like, oh, you might be uh, like washing away the, too much of the good bacteria or the bad bacteria. But what we're doing, because, I mean, we all kind of eat like crap in America, um, even if we're eating really well, like we saw, I'll go out and have a drink or do whatever. And so what ends up happening inside of our gut 
is this accumulation of or overpopulation of bad bacteria. So if we are able to wash away some of that bacteria, we actually give the good bacteria an opportunity to replenish and thrive. Um, also, when your waste pathway, which is your biggest one, is your skin and then your colon, um, if that is oversaturated with stool, um, impacted fecal matter, what ends up happening is your kidney, your liver, like all these other detox organs, they basically get a message from your colon like, hey, I'm not working optimally. Do not detox to me. And so as we are sweeping away some of that bad toxins out of your colon, your colon's like, ooh, I have energy, like send some other crap down. And so it really helps your body start working more um, symbiotically together. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Synonymously? Yeah. What's the word yeah. I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, that works, I think. Yeah, I think people get it in context. Lines. Cool, cool, cool. cool. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. awesome. And then I would love for you to do just like a basic overview of what the gut entails. Because like yeah. I said, we all hear mm-hmm. the gut, but like, what is that? What yeah. What is all encapsulated within mm-hmm. that? Yeah, absolutely. So people are, we are not very educated on like what's going on inside of our bodies. And so uh, a lot of people think that we go all the way up into small intestine. It's kind of hard to show without like you guys seeing a physical picture. But so you have your small intestines which sit behind your large intestines and your small intestines actually dump into your large intestines through something called your ileal cecal valve. And so that is a one-way street. So the only thing that we're working on with your colon is your large intestine. So this sort of like upside down U shape that's going on. Um, so your gut really does encompass both your small and your large intestine, but colon hydrotherapy only works in your large intestine. So it's making mm. uh, more room for your small intestine to dump more effectively. Mm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I loved a lot of what you shared there. That was a great overview of just the mm-hmm. basic physiology. And, you know, we're all here mm-hmm. to like educate ourselves. And obviously, I was mentioning before, health is foundational. Health mm-hmm. is all we have. And if we're not going to be, you know, building awareness around it now, mm-hmm. that can lead to huge issues down the line, oh, absolutely. massive disharmony, mm-hmm. disease, and, you know, the body's resilient. So we can yeah. treat it like shit for a yeah. really long time. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty miraculous, actually. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's people that eat pizza every day, Doritos, drink sodas, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, some of them can live pretty mm-hmm. long time based just mm-hmm. – it's interesting how the body can, like, utilize whatever it has as energy. Mm-hmm. And But, of course, that's going to cause issues over time no 100%. matter what. Like, we we aren't biologically evolved to mm-hmm. be intaking – you know, foods completely void of nutrients. And, you know, like you were saying before, Mm -hmm. uh, eating foods like that, your gut microbiome, that's going to... Oh, it turns into trash. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. And then people are like, oh, why am I depressed? Like, why do I feel anxious? Because a lot of your serotonin production is actually produced in your gut. So Mm -hmm. when your gut's messed up, your mental health is messed up. Like, I firmly believe that um, if we were to be more focused on, like, parasite detoxes, candida detoxes, all these things that really thrive and... Um, thrive is a horrible word to use, but like thrive inside of our guts. If we're taking those down, like our serotonin production is going to go up substantially. Um, and so once you take care of your gut, like your body's going to be able to take care of you better. So I think in America, we really don't prioritize that because we haven't been taught to prioritize it. Um, and there's still a lot of like uneducation with that because um, people think that like that something as simple as um, – like I thought when I was eating whole wheat bread that I was like doing such great stuff for my body when I was like working out all the time. And it was like literally killing me because I had a gluten intolerance that I didn't know, but I wasn't taught mm-hmm. to look out for something like that. Um, so it truly like how your gut is working is everything to do with your mental health. And like colon hydrotherapy is preventative health care, um, which is something we also don't prioritize in America is being mm-hmm. preventative. We're very like after the fact, oh, I have cancer. Oh, I have arthritis or have all these things that really some of them could have been um, preventable if we would have started addressing them earlier on in life. Right, right. Yeah. And I can totally relate to your story about like going to an allopathic medicine doctor, which they have their place, they have their specialties, Mm -hmm. but I showed up there with a concern about my body and all he said was basically he just like denied that there was an Mm -hmm. issue. I was Mm -hmm. experiencing fish odor breath syndrome essentially Mm -hmm. and my whole body odor was smelling like fish i'm like this is probably something with my digestion Mm -hmm. and with my gut or -hmm. something along those lines and i did my own research came up with some results and i'm like Mm -hmm. "Hmm, that might be it and interestingly enough he was like like when do you get it like when i wake up and when my basically when my stomach's empty and i know people Mm -hmm. wake up with bad breath a lot Mm -hmm. but he was like oh yeah pretty most people wake up with bad breath." he's basically Mm -hmm. denying that anything was going on and i know he doesn't have a background and gut health and all Mm -hmm. these different things and holistic wellness. So obviously not the person to be consulting in the first place, but it was like, he was basically saying that I was wrong. It's like, dude, I came to you to look for guidance. And essentially you're just telling me that there's Mm -hmm. no concern whatsoever. 
And then I got on some really good probiotics and shit mm-hmm. went away. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, you know, we are completely relying on these physicians and, uh, most people, you know, mm-hmm. modern day society, most people in the world when, um, they don't have a background in nu- nutrition, they mm-hmm. don't have a background in gut health and, you know, all the different realms of holistic mm-hmm. wellness. And a lot of the times they're just trying to prescribe a pill or mm-hmm. they're looking at your blood tests and like ma- making like really basic assumptions, yeah. which aren't going to allow you to a place of healing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I respect uh, people like you and wellness mm-hmm. centers like Viva Wellness mm-hmm. that are offering people uh, options for, mm-hmm. you know, to aid and guide them on their healing journey, mm-hmm. offer them information so they can support themselves and mm-hmm. create healing from within. So I'd love for you to, you know, dive into a little bit, a little bit more about Viva Wellness, yeah. what they have to offer and kind of like you know, the mission behind what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. So Viva Wellness is such a beautiful harmony of holistic wellness and medical wellness, because I firmly believe like we have something to gain from both sides. And I think they get really polarized super easy, um, whether you're like, oh, I'm 100% holistic or oh, I'm 100% medical. I don't trust either one. And so it's like there's truly this harmony that we can find in the middle. And I think that there's a lot of people sort of waking up to that, which is really cool. Um, But so many people that have come into me at Viva and like previously when I was Rebel Wellness, like when they're getting a colonic, they're at their wits end. Like they've gone to this doctor, that doctor, GI people, and everyone's like, oh, you just have IBS or, oh, there's just this blanket statement. We don't know how to help you. You just have to live like that. And um, I think it's really cool that Jennifer, um, the owner of Viva Wellness, she actually has this great story. She um, lost over 100 pounds um, in weight loss. And so when she was doing that, she felt like there in the medical space, there wasn't this like empowering place to do that. And so she was like, I'm going to create that. And so that's what she did. And it's grown from this like just this weight loss, amazing company to now encompassing so much wellness. Like we have lymphatic drainage we have, which is really great for detoxing. We have um, infrared sauna. We have IV drips. We have a really awesome better belly IV drip that like, has amino acids in it and all this other beautiful stuff. Um, we have cold hydrotherapy, like we truly do oh, cavitation, which is non-invasive liposuction. Like we really try to encompass everything um, and have such duality. So it's not just like polarized. And I think that's where modern medicine kind of is like torpedoing towards. We're in the Midwest, so it's kind of snailing towards yeah, it. But I, I think if you go like out to any of the coasts, like it's way more um, encompassing. So that was one of the most attractive things for me coming over to Viva Wellness was the fact that like as a holistic practitioner, I now have access to pharmaceutical-grade supplements. So candida cleanses that are much stronger, uh, parasite detox is much stronger, like things that if I was just on my own, I would not have access to. So it's this beautiful marriage of holistic and and, and Western medicine, which I think is a much better balance for people. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Thank you for sharing all yeah. that. Go Viva. Go Viva. <laughs> Go Viva. Shout out Viva. I would mm-hmm. love to interview the owner as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jen would love it. Yeah. She's um, great. So, yeah, I would love to, you know, dive into a little bit about what does a healthy gut look like? What mm-hmm. is what does that entail? You know, mm-hmm. what is the gut microbiome? I know mm-hmm. there's 40 trillion microorganisms <laughs> in our gut. So there's a ecosystem within our gut. There is mm-hmm. a little colony of a bunch of little microbe friends that we mm-hmm. got down there. And I know from the research I've done, we don't exactly know what Mm -hmm. a a healthy gut microbiome Mm -hmm. looks Mm -hmm. like. It's probably different for everyone Mm -hmm. based on our biochemical individuality. But what are some of the common issues people show up with at Viva Wellness? And um, what are some common resolutions to those? Mm -hmm. What does a healthy gut feel like? Mm -hmm. What does a not healthy gut feel like? What are the things we should be paying attention to? You know, if I'm having gas all day, that's Mm -hmm. probably a sign of something. Mm -hmm bloating, uh, mm-hmm. indigestion, you know, all these common issues that people I imagine show up mm-hmm. with at Viva Wellness. So yeah, I'd love for you to, you know, dive into a little bit about what are the common issues people are facing today with yeah. their gut and their body in that regard? And what are some common things people can do to, you know, work on their gut health as well? Yeah. So it's really interesting um, when people come in for an intro for like an intro colonic with me, um, it's a much longer appointment than a normal, just if you're coming to a returning um, colonic. And because I really dive into so much um, with my clients when they come in, because when you come in, there's all these things that you wouldn't think is related to your gut, but it's totally related. Like um, when you come in, we do this huge, long like intake process where I'm asking you about like 
your stress levels. I'm asking you about um, sugar cravings. I'm asking you what you eat during the day, how much you're drinking, how much caffeine, um, how often you're experiencing migraines. Like there's so many things that I dive into because they truly are connected. I think, again, with Western medicine, like how it's propelled and people have gotten really specialized in each thing that they do, which is like beautiful. What we're starting to forget in Western medicine is that all of this is interconnected. Like you cannot have one thing and not have the other one. So let's say you came in and you're like, oh, I'm having terrible insomnia. I can't sleep. I'm waking up a million times in the night. I'm horribly bloated. Um, I My stool is sluggish or it's crazy diarrhea. I'm getting migraines all the time. Like I'm feeling really moody and anxious. I'd be like, mm, you're giving me all the telltale red signs of a parasite. Like, ooh, <laughs> I was like, let's see what's going on in there. Um, so it really... There's a million things that people come in or like, let's say you're having like crazy sugar cravings. That you f- Like every time you eat something salty, you have to eat something sweet. Mm. Um, and actually what's going on is this um, it's type of yeast called candida that lives in our skin. It lives in our mouth. Uh, it's in women's vaginas. Like it's everywhere. It's not necessarily a bad thing. But when it overpopulates what it does inside the gut is it actually steals nutrients from you. And so it makes you nutrient deficient. And um, each time you create, crave that sugar, it's not actually you craving it. It's your microbiome controlling you and what you're craving so it can keep feeding itself. So it's this really interesting thing of, and when it comes out uh, in clonics, it looks like yellowy foam. Mm. So it's really, really fascinating. I'm actually on a candida cleanse right now because I cool. uh, went on vacation um, out to the Oregon coast and uh, weed is legal out there. I'm not really a big weed smoker anymore, <laughs> but like I was like, oh, it'd be fun to do a little sativa. And we ate, um, ate so many fruit roll-ups so I never eat, <laughs> like never eat that type of stuff. But like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm on vacation. It's fun. Right. Came back and like, again, it has like red food dye. All the things that are terrible for you. Mm. And I came back and I was like, oh, like I felt like a tweaker. I was like, I need sugar. Uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, okay, time for a candida cleanse. And like, I feel so good now. Like I'm not bloated. Like I don't feel that sugar craving. I feel mm. like I have no more brain fog. Like truly candida is something that we need to be like constantly kind of like keeping in check, especially because sugar is in so much of our food now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the sort of telltale signs. But usually people are coming in um, like, severely constipated horrible ibs that like the doctors are just like you just got to live with it um and things along that nature of like constantly bloated brain fog um horrible headaches those are usually the big ones people are Mm -hmm. coming into and some people just come in just because they want you don't have to have terrible gut issues to get a colonic either like you can come in because you're just like i just generally want to detox and that's Mm -hmm. a great thing to do too yep yep so they come in for the colonic they Mm -hmm. get the colonic but i imagine you're like yo Mm mm-hmm Humans are integrated, dynamic individuals. Yeah. Health is, you have to take an integrated approach. That you, It's really hard to pinpoint it down mm-hmm. to one thing. So mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, we can do the colonic, but also we have to look at all the other lifestyle mm-hmm. variables that might be contributing to this. So, yeah. you know, a lot of it just comes back to like, okay, humans have evolved on eating whole foods close mm-hmm. to the soil mm-hmm. for so long. So like, what does your diet look like? Are yeah. you eating a bunch of processed foods and a lot of sugar and... People get really obsessed with the diet thing, too. They're always like, I think right now there's a really big trend of like veganism and plant based. um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are thinking that that's like the healthiest option when it's not necessarily for everyone. Like when I was on my healing journey, I was put on a really intensive vegan diet by recommendation from someone. And I actually got 10 times sicker because I'm an O blood type. And so I hadn't eaten red meat in probably two, three or four years or something like that. And because um, I I was under the marketing that that was horrible, you know, so I was yeah. like, oh, let me like not eat that. And then I was getting sicker and sicker and didn't know I was an O blood type. And then finally, um, a friend of mine was like, just eat a fucking steak, like just try a steak. Yeah. And um, went and got a grass fed all the all the things steak ate it and I literally was like, <gasps> like I felt like my brain turned back on. Yeah. And so uh, it's one of those things that prioritizing intuitive eating matters Mm. like if your body is craving something that matters if it's sugar that's not the right craving but like Mm. if you're like oh i really just need some broccoli right now there's something that like your body's needing from that and to like really get into learning that instead of like following whoever influencer online being like oh like this is the perfect diet for everyone like oh everyone has to be vegan or oh everyone has to be keto or whatever like if those things truly work for you i 100 percent support that but like the main thing that people need to focus focus on is intuitive eating because your body is truly trying to send you fax reports all the time. Mm-hmm. We just need to learn how to listen to those better. But like, again, focusing, like you said, on like whole foods, like shopping the perimeter of the grocery store is super important. The more you stay away from those center aisles, the things with a million and four ingredients, um, that's really important. Or like, 
And also like watching out for labeling. Like if it has like a green leaf on it, don't mean it's healthy. If it's gluten free, don't mean it's healthy. Like, mm-hmm. do I eat gluten free cake? Absolutely. Is it healthy <laughs> for me? No. But it's like, but it's it's so like you having balance and not being like too obsessive about it also. Like, um, because then it can turn into what's called orthorexia, which is a type mm-hmm. of like obsession with like being healthy. So it's like life is truly about balance. Like Oh, and like other thing, like brand going back to branding, people love oat milk right now. Like they absolutely love oat milk and it's super inflammatory, but it's been mm. branded to be like, oh, like this is a great alternative. Whereas like coconut milk is really like going to be the most soothing. If you're getting your lattes mm-hmm. every morning, like I have so many people come in, they're like, I'm so bloated. I'm so inflamed, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what do you drink in the morning? And they're like, oat milk latte. And I'm like, oh, girl, let's switch it up. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, that really helps. You know, it's like these small little tweaks that you can make to your lifestyle that like truly make a huge impact. It's all about these small lifestyle changes. It doesn't have to be this whole rebranding of your life. Mm-hmm. But you can make mm-hmm. small attainable choices. Right, right. Yeah. So much there. So much there. So much mm-hmm. wisdom. And yeah, mm-hmm. I've definitely experienced stepping into the realm of pretty much being orthorexic, you know, mm. eating a particular way. And not getting the results I want, but doing it based on like mm-hmm. what some other health professional said. So mm-hmm. like I'm not building a relationship with my body when I'm taking mm-hmm. that approach. And and then what does orthorexia lead to? Mm-hmm. Yo-yo eating. Because yeah. you're like, okay, dope. I've been doing great for five days. But then all of a sudden. I'm a binge on something crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You eat like a whole pie or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, God damn it. Here I am again. And then it's just like, yeah, this process of going back and forth between like binge eating mm-hmm. and then eating so healthy where it's like, you know, everything's so stringent. It's not mm-hmm. sustainable. Yeah. That's what we focus on the most at Viva. It's like one of the first things I say to like my intros is like, don't ever think walking in here that we sit on some wellness high horse. Like we do not like it's not about this unattainable like wellness goal. It's about truly how in your life can you make wellness attainable for yourself and have it not be something that feels like elitist or has to be super expensive or any of those things. Like how can we make that sustainable and obtainable for you in your life and how can we tailor it that way? Because everyone has different different levels of that and really mm-hmm. keeping that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the intuitive approach to mm-hmm. like wellness and health as a whole. And it's crazy just with all the fads and information out there. And like we're all looking to improve our health. So we look for guidance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what that can lead to in regards to like an unhealthy, you know, unreasonable, unsustainable approach to wellness and all these different things. So how would you recommend someone builds intuition around mm-hmm. their body when they're eating? Like, is there certain practices they can implement to pay attention to mm-hmm. what's happening? And obviously it's not going to be a right away thing. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you eat a certain food, maybe multiple days later, mm-hmm. you get some acne mm-hmm. or a certain symptom. So like, totally. this is such a hard thing. So would you recommend elimination diets yeah. or, you know, what kind of approaches would you recommend for building a healthy relationship, building knowledge and wisdom uh, around what your body needs. Yeah. So it's one of those things that's like, it can feel so overwhelming and so daunting to people. Like, where the hell do I even start? Like, because especially when you're when you're sick or you're not feeling well, you just kind of want to say, like, throw your hands up and say, fuck it. Like, just whatever. I'll keep eating like shit because it's there's so many things I could be doing, quote unquote. Like, I just don't even know where to start. And so when I was figuring out I had a gluten allergy, like I tried to go what I call gluten light. You know, I was like, oh, I can still do this. This is fun. I don't want to be one of those gluten free people. They're so annoying. You know, like you have all these like con- like concepts of, of what this is. You know, we don't want to be one of those people. Yeah. And so when <laughs> when I started going gluten free, um, I slowly started taking it out of my diet. Um, I know that not like worldwide there isn't a Woodman's, but like Woodman's in Wisconsin, like there's an entire aisle dedicated to gluten free products like you want a gluten-free donut, it exists. You know, mm-hmm. like they're truly, we are at a point in time where it's really easy to transition. Like I was just over at Storm Creek this morning, got a sandwich, had a gluten-free bun there. You know, like there's truly tons of options for people. And so when you're looking to like where to start, just uh, the main thing is your your way of thinking about it. Instead of thinking like, oh, all these things are being taken away from me. You have to start thinking like, oh, I'm I'm driving my Mario Kart and I'm like getting to like, be like, oh, this thing's making my body feel better. Oh, what about this? This is making my body feel better. So instead of thinking of it as reductive, thinking of it as like, oh, I'm getting my body into optimal like levels. And so you don't have to do everything at once, like even remotely. And also like tracking your symptoms is really great. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's apps for it now. I'm old school. I just write it down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm like a physical person, but writing in your notes, things like that, like tracking what you're eating. Oh, there's um my fitness pal, I believe is the app where you can like start tracking your meals. Um, So you can be like, oh, I'm feeling really inflamed and bloated after I ate beans last night. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's not great for me. Um, 
So it's really just like finding small ways to do it. And like the biggest one is taking out as much processed food as you can initially. Um, but a lot of times like people will go too extreme. I know that's hard to say like everyone should be like trying to work with a practitioner to like do these things. But like it truly helps to work with some sort of professional to like work your way through it. But um, just tracking what you're eating and um, being really diligent about that and tracking your symptoms is going to be the best way. I this one client. She's amazing. <laughs> she's doing a parasite detox and she created this amazing um, I think she works uh, like in like accounting or something, but like she created this like awesome graph and like she would circle the days that the full moon is of like when she was having her symptoms and they almost completely correlated when mm. she was doing her detox because parasites are really um, active during full moons. And so she'd get more headaches, more this, more that. And so it's it's finding what works for you and your brain um, to how to like track it. But that's usually the best way to be like, oh, like, you know, I had pasta last night and today I'm feeling like crap and just like really tracking those things and getting down to the bottom of it. But it is, but that's the other thing. Like we're such an instant gratification culture. We want to yeah. answer now. That's yeah. not how the body works. Like mm -hmm. it truly is slow and it can be tedious at times, um, but staying really dedicated and diligent is like the best way to go. And knowing that it's not going to be an instant thing. Cause like I probably went like three or four weeks out eating gluten once and I didn't know at the time that soy sauce has gluten in it. And I went out and got sushi and I got tempura. I had no idea that tempura was weed. Mm. And like, cause you, you just, it's a learning curve, a huge learning curve yep. when you're like learning about actual wellness. And um, I like literally like almost died on the way home. I was like, <laughs> my stomach's cramping. I was like, what did oh, I shit. do? I thought I was being healy. And then after research was like, oh, soy sauce, eel sauce, like tempura, all of those things, wheat, oh crap. So it's, yeah. it's just like, and like not beating yourself up when like, you've quote unquote like felt like you took a step back like you'll be fine just keep keep going right right yeah yeah it's such a process it's really wild and i mean it could be so hard to fall off the bandwagon and then yeah. like self-diminishing yeah. uh yourself <laughs> through the process too so like you can really beat yourself up you know um it makes it makes it tough because when you bring yourself down emotionally you're going to want to resort to those coping mechanisms mm -hmm. you talk about we live in a society of, you know, instant gratification. Mm -hmm. That's so true with our phones and all these other things that have rewired our brains and like all the sweet treats available to mm -hmm. us that, you know, most of them aren't good for us. So mm -hmm. it definitely makes it a hard process. So I'm wondering for you personally mm -hmm. and your wellness journey and building awareness around diet in your body, what has been the primary component of, you know, maintaining an upwards trajectory of building your health, building your wellness? Because like I said, it can be so easy to fall off tra track, get sidetracked. Do you root it in intention? Do you like, how do you bring mm -hmm. yourself back to baseline and remind yourself like, this is why I'm doing this. And this is why I'm not going to eat the piece of cake right now or mm -hmm. eat the whole pint of ice cream mm -hmm. or blah, blah, blah. You mm -hmm. know, when things get hard and you feel that craving. Mm -hmm. I think for me, like if let's say I had like a super emotionally taxing day, like I'm going to feel, I'm going to be like, it's okay to indulge because I know that other times I'm being healthier. And so like being really gentle on myself is my priority. But so being gentle and also like my longevity, like how I feel when my body is working well, is so much more valuable to me than how I feel when I, I mean, I literally couldn't indulge in gluten if I wanted to at this point, but like Let's say like, because there's tons of people like that that are not committed to fully going gluten-free. It's just an easy example um, because they're like, oh, I just want to have that pizza. Like, how can I not have the pizza? And it's like genuinely how my body feels now compared to five years ago. I never want to feel like that again. And now that I know what it feels like to feel what my body feels like when it's working harmoniously, like it's just never worth it to me. But there's like other if I want to go get a really shitty Daya's pizza or I never know how to say that brand, but it's gluten-free, dairy-free pizza. Like mm -hmm. I'll do that, you know, so it's like. If I'm wanting to, like, indulge in something, I will do that, but I'll do it in a healthy way. Um, but just just truly prioritizing, like, my longevity because it's, like, my grandma has arthritis and, like, horrible arthritis. She has to get the um, – whatever those shots are in your spine. I forget what it's called, but to, like, help with your arthritis that are horribly painful to get. And I'm, like, I think my grandma probably had a gluten allergy for her whole life and didn't know because it's, it's an inflammatory um, autoimmune response. <laughs> and so – it's like one of those things I'm like, I don't want to be like that. Like I already have like very sore joints all the time from like when it really got bad. Like my mm -hmm. thumbs are always kind of janky <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, but it's like one of those things I'm like, I don't want that for the rest of my body. Like I don't want to be at a point when I'm maybe like 60 and needing a walker or something or like I'm like, I want my body to be working optimally and that's my main priority. And so like just like also like you are your priority. Like mm -hmm. it's sort of like I always tell people it's the same analogy like when you're on an airplane like 
what do they tell you? They tell you, put your air mask on before you help anybody else. And it's like, you truly need to make yourself your priority and your wellness your priority as much as you can within reason because mm-hmm. it's going to pay off in the long run for you. Yeah, we got to we gotta fill our cups Yeah, so we can be overflowing mm-hmm. uh, our love and sharing it with the world. Yeah. So like that's, if you have any intention whatsoever, it's to be filled with love. And mm-hmm. through that, totally. you have so much energy to play with your kids or, mm-hmm. you know, connect with family, mm-hmm. do all the things that are going to be like a closed loop cycle of like mm-hmm. bringing us in more energy, bringing in energy, yeah. sharing energy with the world, all these different things. So that starts with prioritizing your health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gut health is at the foundation of that. 100%. And obviously diet plays a huge role in that. I'm curious also about diet as far as specific foods and stuff. Is there anything like across the board that w- that works for, you know, a good majority of people for increasing the health of the gut? You know, like fermented foods I hear is yeah. good, stuff like that. And um, I wonder if you have anything to say about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, circling back to like the whole foods, like shopping the perimeter of the grocery store, like, like there's so many great things you can incorporate, like... Um, why can't I think of the name? Not sauerkraut. What's the other? Kimchi. Like kimchi is a really, really great one. Um, Fermented things like that. Um, If you feel also like if you feel like you eat kale salads and spinach salads and you feel like you're so blown and you're like, oh, I'm eating something healthy. Like, why isn't this working? Switch to buttered lettuce and arugula. Like those are super easy to digest. So it's hard to say like one blanket statement for everyone, but it's Mm -hmm. usually like these tiny little um, caveats. Bone broth. Bone broth is, oh my God, everyone should be drinking bone broth. That's a great one for gut health. bone broth. So the way that I explain it is bone broth has amino acids in it, which are the building blocks of proteins, which is a fancy way of saying it puts band-aids all over your insides. Um, If you're someone on the go, I have a ton of nurse clients um, that do not have time to eat or do anything healthy, especially these days. Um, So there's this brand called Bare Bones, B-A-R-E, Bones, and um, they make an instant bone broth. So all you have to do is add hot water. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, I I would say everyone should be drinking bone broth. If they do eat meat or they indulge in meat, there's Kettle and Fire is another great brand of bone broth. That's that's the stuff I get. That's usually what I drink first thing in the morning is Mm -hmm. bone broth. If you're super constipated, add some MCT oil in it, which is just refined coconut oil. That'll help get your bowels moving. Um, So it's really everyone just focusing on shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. that's like the biggest, biggest one. And bone broth. Big yeah. fan of bone broth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and like steamed veggies. Like if if yeah. eating raw veggies like is really making you blow and you're like, I'm eating healthy things. Like why do I feel like shit? Right. Might be too fibrous for you. Mm-hmm. Or incorporating green juices into your life. Like a lot of people see green juices like, oh my God, that looks disgusting. Um, but there's a company here in Milwaukee that makes, um, I think it's called Juiced. And they make a really good one that has like kiwi in it and it tastes delicious. Or beet juice or something like that. Like. They sound like they'd be gross, but like I truly invite you to try it at least once. You're like, oh my God, it wasn't even that bad. Because people think it's going to taste like a wheatgrass shot that's like gnarly. Right. You know, and it's really not. So like doing those because it has soluble fiber in it, that's really, really great for your digestion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one thing that comes to mind for me that I feel like not many people are talking about and Mm -hmm. most people are kind of falling into this path of just, it's kind of a natural way of eating because food is so delicious, but, you know, actually mm-hmm. chewing your food until oh it's liquid God, and then chewing your, chewing your liquid. So those <laughs> natural digestive enzymes from the saliva yeah. go into even. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Cause that's, so, that's cool. a great like low yeah. hanging fruit yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as healthy digestion. And it's, that's I feel. something free. I always tell people like when you do an intro, like the two top tips I give to my intro people that are free to try is drink more water, which everyone hears, but it's generally one of the hardest things to do. And then chewing more. So when you're chewing your food, you're masticating it. And when you're masticating it, you're coating it in an enzyme that's in your saliva. That saliva is actually um, sending a message to your pancreas that's like, hey, we're about to have some great stuff. Like, And so your pancreas is like, oh, cool. Let me, di- let me throw some digestive enzymes into the stomach. And so when we're eating really fast, which like everyone's guilty of, there is not enough time for that language to happen in your body for that communication. And so the slower we eat, the more digestive enzymes are going to happen in our stomach. And so if we're eating really fast and just sending like a big chunk of steak down to our stomach, it's going to sit there and our body's like, oh, my God, like, oh, I cannot do this. It's got to go to work. Exactly. And it it won't do it. So you're going to get bloated. You're going to have a lot of gas because it's churning up stuff. And sometimes your body will just send it through. Like the amount of times I've seen like whole pieces of broccoli, um, Mm. like a uh, what are those one um, mushrooms called that are really big? Portobello. Like I've mm. seen a whole slice of portobello oh come gosh. through people once. And I was like, girl, did you even chew that? And she was like, <laughs> no, I was hungry. And I was like, I mean, clearly your body was just like, I don't want that. And like right, send it right. through. Um, so the amount of times that I literally see a whole piece of food come out of people, you'd be really surprised because your body's just like, I don't have the energy to break that down. And so like 
what's the point of eating it if you're not chewing it? Um, but it's really hard. I always say start with dinner. Start with dinner and be like, okay, I'm sitting down to dinner because it's usually the meal that you can actually sit down and like take a deep breath or if it's breakfast for you. But always start with one meal and be like, okay, I'm going to chew. Even if you remember halfway through that meal, like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be chewing more. Start there because it's slowly going to become a habit in your life and you're going to be yeah. starting to incorporate it more. So, yeah. again, it's one of those things like don't beat yourself up. Just try to like remember be like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing that. Let me get on that. Yeah. Yeah. And chewing it's a, is so important. It is. It is. And yeah, I find myself, you know, because I'm just like a go, go, go getter. Mm-hmm. Like I want to get things done, but I love food. So why yeah. why would I not like be sitting down, spending time with it, mm-hmm. taking my time with it? And then, of course, it's going to be optimal f- for my digestion mm-hmm. and overall my health. So it's going to, you know, play back into me and allow me to have more energy and just feel better yeah. and not tax my digestive system. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it, it requires energy to assimilate and break down mm-hmm. food. So I should be assisting in that process via yeah. my conscious intention, which is just chewing more. So, yeah, that's I'd say that's a really great, like applicable, mm-hmm. practical tip. Chewing your food until it's liquid. I've heard mm-hmm. chewing 30 to 40 times is mm-hmm. optimal, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, chewing your food it's is so important. And, yeah, it's these are just great things to be bringing up because, mm-hmm. I mean, not many people are talking about them. and. Mm-hmm. Super easy to apply to one's life. And, you know, like you said, it's it's a mm-hmm. habit-forming thing. So you might have to remind yourself until it becomes an unconscious habit that's planted in your mind. But, yeah, through that, you're going to see improvements here in your digestion mm-hmm. and all these different things that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on intermittent fasting and how that applies to yeah. optimal digestion and, mm-hmm. like, just optimization for health as a whole because I hear – you know, just with how we're biologically designed mm-hmm. throughout time and how we evolved, we didn't evolve to always have food be moving and mm-hmm. being assimilated and being broken down on a 24-7 clock. Mm-hmm. So, like, if there's always food moving through our colon, I imagine that could be very taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all these different correlative factors that play into eating less. And obviously, like, you know, it's it's a different equation mm-hmm. for everyone. But I hear intermittent fasting is a great medicine to explore for people to optimize their health. Yeah. So there's tons of like, there's so much debate with um, intermittent fasting. And like a lot of the research has been really uh, based on like research on men. Mm-hmm, that's what I hear. And so one of the things is like for men, it's amazing. Like doing intermittent fasting is really great. Um, for women, sometimes what's better is to, instead of doing intermittent fasting where you're not eating till noon, because so many of my clients are doing, they're like, why do I feel like shit? And especially like, because a lot of my client base is female. I would say probably like 80% is female. And they come in there like, I'm intermittent fasting, but when I eat, I feel bloated. And it's, yeah, because what's basically happening is your body's going into crisis mode because mm-hmm. it hasn't, and because we have our ovaries and we have our reproductive system. And so our body's always going to be trying to protecting that. And so um, if women are wanting to do fasting, I always say do a juice fast because like have some sort of soluble fiber and nutrients that are actually getting into your body where your body is relaxing. Like you're just digesting juice and like that still is nutrient based for you. Um, But it isn't going to be like taxing your system. So um, intermittent fasting is amazing for men. Like men just like ace it. They do a great job doing that. But for women, I always recommend doing um, like bone broth or... Um, soluble juices, like doing green juices or things like that. Um, but again, like if your body's saying, I feel great doing this, 100% go with that. Be be authentic with that. Um, but a lot of time in the women that I see that are like intermittent fasting, it's just kind of glorified anorexia with women. Yeah. And like that's where it can get a little bit dangerous. So like I'm being so healthy. I'm not eating. And it's like, no, nah, it's cool to eat. Like one of my favorite, um, my favorite podcast, or not podcast, uh, Instagram people to follow. She's V's Honey, V-E-E. Honey, um, she's amazing. She is a um, nutrition nutritional response tester, and she like reps bacon super hard. She's like, in the morning, you should have like really great protein to get your metabolism going. Otherwise, mm-hmm. your metabolism is going to plateau as a woman, and you can mess up your thyroid and all this other stuff. She's the expert in that, that's for sure. So, if you're curious about like that and her opinions, like she's been on like a million podcasts. She's someone to look for. Vanessa Fitzgerald is, I think, is what her name is. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so I'm always, I'm a little bit hesitant with intermittent fasting in women, yeah. but men, it's, men, it's really great. Yeah. So goes back to like not being dogmatic, mm-hmm. you know, you could see that it's good for many people mm-hmm. based on a certain amount of studies. But like you said, a lot of those studies have been done with men. So, mm-hmm. I mean, intermittent fasting could be valuable for a female, but at the same time, pay attention to what's happening yeah. in your body and how mm-hmm. you feel. If you're feeling, feeling sluggish and like shit and 
I know it can disrupt your brain's uh, foggy, you know, like hormonal all those function things. and yeah, things exactly. like that in women. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, for men, clearly it's great based on the scientific studies that mm-hmm. have been done. But it, even if you're a man, like pay attention to, you know, what's happening in your body. And that can be so hard with all mm-hmm. the information that we're being we're bombarded busy. with. We're also like really busy. Like we no longer live in a society that like promotes us to like rest and like actually yes. pay attention to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we are overworked. We are doing too much at all points of time. We are not making room for like play and fun. And so it's really hard to like be like, how am I actually feeling? Because it's like, how often during the day do you genuinely have time to ask yourself that? And so it's like, it just, we just don't live in a society anymore that's promoting that. Yeah. Rest is crucial. Mm. I know you're big into holistic wellness. So yeah, like, sleep that's... is the best thing you can do for your wellness. Go the fuck to sleep. Yes. <laughs> like we need sleep. We need to be yes. repairing when we sleep. I agree with that. And mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, like they're confused. I'm like, yeah, I have a pretty strict 10 p.m. bedtime. Not that <laughs> I'm like that. militant about mm-hmm. it, but like, Ever since I implemented like a pretty strict, uh, consistent circadian mm-hmm. rhythm, so mm-hmm. many other things fell into place for oh, me. Oh, me too. I haven't used mm-hmm. an alarm clock in like two years. Mm-hmm. I wake up at the same time every day because mm-hmm. I go to bed at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, a wind down ritual, you know, like Love that. the circadian rhythm is a 24 hour cycle. So mm-hmm. at certain points I'm cutting off work. I'm not thinking about work, mm-hmm. any of that shit. I'm boundaries. not looking at my phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Setting boundaries for my health and my wellness. And, and then you see the results you want. And it's funny because it's like, so simple yet people are all over the place they're going you know out on the weekends and partying and not that you should never do mm-hmm. that but like you know finding what's your balance. priority yeah mm-hmm. what's your priority too mm-hmm. and realizing that you know we've been forged uh in alignment with nature over the course for, of however long humans have been evolving and have been around so uh through that we have to live within the principles of nature to be thriving and feeling yeah. good and a lot of people are just in a survival state mm, you know instead especially of, these days yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's true so it's interesting that we've come so far away from like such fundamental principles mm-hmm. and we wonder why like everybody's or a good portion of society's health is falling apart and it seems to be on a pretty steep decline uh at this point in time <laughs> unfortunately and we got COVID and stuff yeah and we're getting stomped out we're yeah, definitely getting stomped yeah out. so that's why i really enjoy having conversations like this because mm-hmm. i feel like it's you know, pretty critically important to be sharing our voices and and opinions about these things um, just so people can, you know, we can be a part of opening doors Mm -hmm. for people and helping them get back on on the train and on the horse of like what wellness looks like, what health looks like, especially with COVID right now and people struggling with that and, Mm -hmm. you know, people having a hard time with that when they contract the virus and stuff and Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like there is much conversation around these basic principles in the mainstream media. So yeah, one of the best things you can do if you're struggling with COVID um, or after COVID, you're like, you know, healing from it or whatever, and you're uh, no longer contagious, uh, going in and getting an IV drip is like one of the best things you can do is replenishing those those vitamins into your body because just how taxing it is on your system. Like the amount of people we come in post COVID and get one of our immunity drips is like, um, like the results that they're seeing is really substantial. So if you have an IV place um, near you, if you're local, coming to Viva and getting an IV drip is is really great to battle um, those post-COVID blues. Sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love them. <laughs> like, I am such a needle phobe, too. Like, I, I am, like, historically known, uh, like, for, like, fainting during getting shots and oh, stuff man. like that. Usually it's because I had blow blood sugar like a ding-dong and didn't, <laughs> didn't, like, eat anything before I went in there. But... um. But now, like, working at Viva, like, they do such a good job, even if you're nervous about needles, of, like, making it super painless and, like, not a big deal. And you're like, oh, it's it's in. We're doing it. And it's it's, it's such a great, calm environment that even if you aren't, like, the best with needles, you, like, because me, coming from someone right. who is, like, needle You keep it fun. The, yeah. po- oh, the poo fairy godmothers, you know. <laughs> she's on track with the humor and the levity. She keeps it light. Mm-hmm. And like we were and talking so do before. all the other staff, too. They're so yeah. great. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got to have fun with it. And... Yeah, fun is like also Mm -hmm. like a crucial pillar of wellness, I feel. Yeah. And I've realized lately I have not been having fun and I've just been so Mm. rigid in my routine, Uh being so mission oriented. Exactly. And I'm like, yo, I'm doing what I love every day. I'm around people I love. Mm -hmm. Why am I not just like enjoying the moment? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like I noticed like my energy started to decline because of that. Mm. And like my mental and emotional time at work. You got to be gooning. Oh my God. You got to be gooning. I'm with it. (laughs) Like I was telling you earlier, like, (laughs) 
Like when you come in for an intro, like I almost immediately acknowledge like, hey, I understand I'm a random lady trying to stick something up your butt, you know, <laughs> like I fully acknowledge it and make people laugh because I'm like, like this, like, like, like none of this has to be that serious. Like wellness doesn't have to be this like, oh, like this is so overwhelming. I'm so serious. I'm so healthy. It can be really fucking fun. You yeah. know, you can have a good time with it and laugh. And I think that's for people. I think where we're all just like not as adults, like being playful enough. So really focusing on right. that. It's like something that I like try to do. Again, like my handle is like your poo fairy godmother. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm some like wellness genie who's like, <laughs> you know, come to me. I'm going to heal you forever. It's just right. like, no, like let's have some fun. Let's get your gut right. And like, hopefully you're going to feel really great. And like, you're going to, that's going to torpedo you and, and sort of create this domino effect of like you taking your wellness into your own hands and like prioritizing yourself. Yeah, I'm really excited to see, you know, where the future of wellness goes. And it mm -hmm. really seems like combining, you know, both sides, mm -hmm. the allopathic, the holistic mm -hmm. and everything that comes with that. And I'm excited to see, I'm I'm hoping Milwaukee has more to offer in regards to that. I yeah, know we're really it's actually really fascinating how progressive Milwaukee is like. I don't know anything about it personally, but Jen knows the owner. There's like a ketamine clinic here for people with depression. Yeah, I've like, heard that. Um, there is like a ton of different places doing like IV therapy. And like even um, I love her to death. She's one of my great friends, Katie. She has a um, uh, like a lip injections uh, Botox place called mm -hmm. Sweet Talks. And like she's taken this thing that's been like really shunned and not seen and seen as really like taboo almost. And she's made it like if this makes you feel comfortable and confident about yourself, like self-care is self-love and like creating that space. And so there's all these really great like small businesses that that are centered around like medical and wellness that are really pioneering in Milwaukee. It's it's a beautiful thing to watch them like go and pioneer and make like see a gap in the industry and be like, I need to fill that. Like, mm -hmm. let's go. And it's always like really awesome bad bitch business women. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, like get it. Like we're doing it. So Milwaukee's a really great epicenter of wellness, which is kind of surprising because we're like beer and cheese. I know. You know, <laughs> it's kind I of mean, like this oxymoron all the time. It's funny. It's mm -hmm. funny. And like, yeah, it's interesting to speculate on the culture of Milwaukee and like, I mean, everybody wants to feel well. Everybody wants to do better. So I mean, I only imagine as more people get results from going to mm -hmm. clinics like yours and wellness centers and doing the ketamine therapy or, <laughs> you know, utilizing cannabis as a tool yeah. or whatever it may be. And, We're behind um, on that one. That's for sure. We are way behind. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's pretty We're sad. like in like a little We're, bubble too, like Wisconsin. Like we're surrounded by medical marijuana and like Wisconsin's like, nah, we love beer too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come the on. The beer business would suffer Our probably. Roads Actually, needed. I don't even think the beer no, business. No, no one cares. People would still yeah, be hitting the bars. Drinking. People love bar culture yeah. and the party scene mm -hmm. and all that. And We just we, need more better roads. <laughs> We just need, be like, we get need the better roads. From it. Let's need, go. Yeah, for real. We could oh. utilize the shit yeah. out of that tax money. I've definitely popped a tire here in Milwaukee. And oh my God, it's horrible. Time. You know, the one good thing that came out of it is that I learned how to change a tire because Sick. I was a grown man that didn't yeah. know. I was like, called my cousin. I'm like, yo, I need some help right now. I'm in the hood. Like, oh, oh shit. It's nighttime. I'm scared. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Blue, like a target. Yeah. I know that you have to like undo the bolts before you raise the car up. That's all I know. Yeah, so it's like I got yeah. a little leg up, but I probably would just like. I just, right. I would, I would, I would just be like, I'm a damsel. Someone help me. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like certain things I'm like, down. I'm just one of those things. I'm like, I know I'm a bad bitch, but there's a line. Like <laughs> I, there's just certain stuff I don't want to do. Changing a tire is really high on that For list. Nobody, a, I feel like nobody I, wants to Give me power to tools. I got you. You need like some weird random, like built in cabinet restored. I got you. But right. changing a tire, line drawn. Like nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm curious, how many mm -hmm. clients, I know it's probably hard, you probably mm -hmm. don't have an exact number, but I'm, I'm curious, how many people have you worked with uh, in colon hydrotherapy at this point? Yeah, oh my gosh. Actually, um, right around January, we got the analytics um, from Jane, um, which is our booking system. And it was really interesting. Um, off the top of my head, I don't remember. But since coming to Viva Wellness, because I own my own colon hydrotherapy business prior to joining the Viva Wellness team, um, and I had performed over like 300 or 400 clinics just in this last, in that like five months um, that I was there. So times that by a year or two, like it's, it's substantial and it's really cool too. Cause it's starting to get to the point where like um, it's rolling over and people that um, like one of my clients now has referred all these other clients and it's those clients and they're yeah. referring other clients. It's so, a momentum. Yeah. But um, really mo cool. on my like long days, I see about seven clients a day. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then I would love, is there any specific like healing stories that stick out to you? I'm sure there's many, mm -hmm. you know, because 
you kind of take like a full spectrum approach to healing and working with your clients, being Mm -hmm. a holistic practitioner. But I'm curious, is there any stories that stick out specifically to you where like, you know, somebody got their life back uh, through working Mm -hmm. with you and, you know, sort of just like a a story that people could take in a tangible Mm -hmm. sense where, you know, that this would open up, Mm -hmm. you know, to them for more of a realm of possibility for them to explore. Yeah, I think the general overarching one that like makes me keep doing what I do is when people come in and they haven't they used to like poop like once a week or twice a week. Oh my gosh. Which is like way more common than you would think. Like I would say probably eighty five plus of my clients, eighty five percent plus of my clients like do not poop more than three times a week. Wow. Which is you waste staying in your body and that's very toxic. Um so it's those clients coming in being like, I poop every single day. Like I poop multiple (laughs) times a day. Yeah, I'm pooping and it's great. Yeah, exactly. Or my clients that have like super spastic colons and they're having like crazy IBS. And we've because doing colon hydrotherapy is basically taking taking your colon to the gym. We're strengthening those muscles. Mm -hmm. Um each time you come and see me, I'm basically the personal trainer for your colon. Um so it's those clients coming in and being like, and pooping normally, like it's it's a really nice poop, you know, because I'll have people come in and be like, oh, my poops are peanut buttery. Like I have to wipe forever. They're like, <laughs> they're like I don't have to wipe anymore. Like like okay. people get very, very graphic with now me. We're talking I, like, about poop. Appreciate. Oh, my God. This is a great topic of conversation. <laughs> when this I was out great... in Portland, I was like eating with some of my, oh, my God. I just like I will talk about poop at any point in time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not normal. Um, I Should remember be. that people don't. Should be but normal. I was like in the middle of dinner and I was like with my friends and I was we got on the conversation with parasites and I was talking about um, like talking this cra- shit. literally talking shit. And I was, I was telling this really crazy story about this one parasite um, story from doing a clinic and mid story. I was like, Oh, we're eating. I'm so sorry. And they were like, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cause it's like at any point in time, I'm basically getting people to talk about shit and like their yeah. poop and like what's yeah. going on. Cause it's a, it's a fax report from your body it being is. like, this is what's going on. Yeah. Um. So I think those stories are the most rewarding or people that are like, come into me and they're like i never sleep i'm in like i Mm. horrible insomnia we do a parasite cleanse and they're sleeping like a baby you know it's like Mm. those kind of stories that really like make my job worth doing oh yeah being of service that's like that's so in alignment with uh, oh my god it makes my life yeah i love it that's like a supercharger you want your battery charged (laughs) help someone out you know (laughs) that'll take you right out of a Mm -hmm. rut be of service for sure Mm -hmm. um Back to the conversation yeah. of talking shit. Yeah, um, absolutely. This was something I'll I wanted to explore and open up because yeah. I don't think there's many people analyzing their poops. <laughs> and like you said, it's mm-hmm. a fax. Well, yeah. How did you refer to it? A fax report. It's a fax report. Mm-hmm. You know, what is what is our poop telling to us? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is like an optical, uh, optical, optimal, <laughs> uh, what does an optimal stool look like? How much mm-hmm. poop should we be passing yeah. stool if we're going to be, you know, less. Yeah. We can call it uh, shit. We can call it poop. Shit, poop. Be you know, real with it's it. It's all the same. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. What does an optimal stool look like? Mm-hmm. How much stool should we be passing mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. And I know I'm sure it's different for everyone mm-hmm. slightly and varies, but um, what should people be paying attention to in regards yeah. to, you know, how their poop looks and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the amount of times you eat in a day is how many times you should be pooping. So people hear that and they're like, what? Because you should really be pooping two plus times a day. Um, and those should be really well-formed poops that you're not having to wipe for. Like, Sort of like what people call the ghost poops. You're not like wiping and wiping and wiping. Um, but a lot of people, um, like let's say for instance, like you have explosive diarrhea. Like your body's trying to tell you whatever you just say. It was a no. Mm. You know, or if you're getting really constipated, that's a, a larger issue. Um, and so it's really, there's so many different things that can go into it. Um, but poop should generally be, there's like a whole bristled stool chart that like, if I refer to yeah. it, it's very like confusing for people, but mainly just like a really formed pool. If you're having like, let's say you're having rabbit turds, like the little pellets that are super <laughs> hard, like you're severely dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so your poop is always trying to tell you something. Um, one of the things that also people don't realize is that they're pretty much on a regular basis passing parasites in their stools. But mm-hmm. they, I don't know how many people look at their stool after they poop. I know I do. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's going on? Because I know what I'm looking at. But a lot of times people think there's like a, like a bit of mucus in the stool. Sometimes you just passed a parasite. Uh, um, so there's a whole bit. Or if, or if there is a lot of mucus, um, that's obviously inflammation going on inside your gut. So gotcha. um, I use a Aquanet APS 100, which is a fancy way of saying my colon hydrotherapy machine. It's mm-hmm. FDA approved, which is super cool. Um, it also has a three-step filtration process. The water we're using is like highly purified water. Um, so it's actually better drinking water than most people drink these mm. days, which is really cool. Um, but in that machine, there is a view tube. So everything that's coming out of you, it's a closed system. So there's never like 
poop in the air or anything when we're doing a colonic. Like it's closed. There's no like poop getting on the tables or poop getting on you. Like it's all just going down this tube. But this this tube is probably about the size of my arm, my arm length actually, from like arm to arm. And through that tube, I'm able to analyze everything coming out of you. So let's say the tube is getting like um, tons of like green specks, like stuck, almost like greased onto the side. Like I'm like, oh, we're having a malabsorption issue where mm. your body isn't processing fats properly. Gotcha. Um, which then we can address that and like use supplements for or um, try to think of other things. If there's like a whole bunch of mucus that comes out, I'm like, okay, like there's a ton of inflammation going on inside your body. Um, what is that from? Let's get to the root to it. Um, so your poop is really trying to talk to you, but it's just a matter of deciphering it. Yeah. Yeah. Another great topic of conversation that not many people are mm-hmm. opening up. I talk up. about all the time. <laughs> I, I'm down to talk about it at dinner. Like, it's so not taboo yeah. for me. It's yeah. like, it's honestly fun and interesting. And... Yeah. People at parties, like, they're, they're, they'll be like, I, I don't really drink, um, but like, they'll be like wasted and like, they ask me what I do. And like, we start talking about poop and then like halfway through the conversation, because I'm just like, I'm just talking about it. Like, it's what we do. And they're like, wait, have we been talking about my poop for the last half an hour? And I'm like, yeah, girl, like, what's good? And they're like, oh, this is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, right. let's talk about it. I love it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So y'all look mm-hmm. at your poops and do look a little research on, yeah. you know, and what a healthy potty looks like. Oh my God. Yeah. So, tell us about squatty potties. Yeah. So people, <laughs> the proper pooping position, the PPPs got to focus on. Mm. So people like think that squatty potties are just a fad, but the way that we used to you know, shit was squatting down in the woods somewhere, you know, to protect ourselves. So we would fully squat down. And so when we're in that squatting position, there's this final bend um, right before your stool makes it into your rectum that when we have our knees at a 90 degree angle, like we do in toilets, um, it's actually pinching that area. So it's making it harder to have um, better fuller evacuation. So when you get your knees up, you're actually making it easy for your stool to evacuate. And um, water is constantly getting drawn out of our colon to be allocated other places. So it's really low on the totem pole of who gets to keep moisture in our body. And so that's why people get constipated because there's no more hydration left in their stool. So it just sits there hard as a rock with that right angle of you sitting. And your body's just like, I'm trying to get it out and I can't do it. So getting your knees up, uh, you don't have to buy a $30 squatty potty either. Like my squatty, quote unquote, squatty potty, it's a classical stool from TJ Maxx mm-hmm. that I got uh, for $8 in the cleaning section. That I just keep on the side of my my toilet. So, but they also make beautiful ones now that are clear. Like we have really beautiful ones at Viva that are clear. So you can get like really bougie, cute ones. Yeah. You can even use a trash can on its side in your bathroom trash can. Like just put it on its side, yeah. get your knees up. Like exactly. literally anything, get those knees up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's gonna help cool. a lot. Yeah. Very, very it's great a game practical changer. tip for pooping yeah. also. Yeah. I- implement that. <laughs> See how your shit goes. See how you feel. Yeah. You know, just experiment mm-hmm. around. Life's an yeah. experiment. And also rocking back and forth too. Like like mm. sometimes like people are like, oh, I'm really struggling to poop, which is how you get hemorrhoids or fissures. A lot of times it's like that straining. I'm trying to poop gotcha. really hard. Um, but literally just like rocking your body back and forth while you have your knees up. Sometimes that can literally help you push out that stool if you're really constipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about massaging your colon? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Love that. Huge fan. So a lot of my really constipated people are atonic people. So atonic means that your peristalsis, which is squeezing muscle inside your colon that moves everything along can get atonic. I have an atonic colon. So my stuff just like wants to forget how to work all the time. So I have to proactively keep it um, strong, just like going to the gym. And so um, taking your thumb on the, let's see, let me make sure I say this right. (laughs) (laughs) On the left side of your body, taking your thumb and literally just massaging downward with your Mm. thumb, like towards your, um, like away, probably like, what is this? Like an inch away from your belly button, half an inch. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. From like ribs downward and just like pushing that area with your thumb when you're driving, when you're sitting, like Doing anything like that, really massaging, is going to help with your fleet reflexology and your peristalsis to get sort of that like moving and shaking if you're constipated. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a few more questions I want to ask you before we close things out. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, in the realm of gut health, colonics, mm-hmm. colon hydrotherapy, holistic wellness as a whole, is do you think there's anything or is there anything in specific that you feel people aren't bringing to light that you'd like to share and, uh, you know, open up for people? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, I think we're in a culture that wants to like, just follow that influencer, you know, online, you know, and like, not, I'm nowhere near an influencer. Like, I don't have like a huge following of people, but like, even me, like what works for me is not going to be perfect for you. And so taking grains of information from everyone, deciphering what works best for you is what matters. Um, and like seek a second opinion too. Like if you're constantly getting um, bombarded with telling you like, oh, you're you're fine. Like how we both like kept going to the doctor and they kept not having answers for us. Like 
find other answers. Like yeah. there's tons of naturopaths, there's colon hydrotherapists, there's um, so many things that you could be doing to figure out how you could feel the most well. Like you don't have to live with that quality of life and like advocate for yourself. Like that's my biggest thing in colon hydrotherapy when I'm like um, to my clients, I'm like, if I'm ever massaging your belly too firmly, if you're cramping, if you're whatever, there's a million and four things I can do to make this more comfortable for you. Um, but you just have to advocate for yourself. But so advocating for yourself, not just following whatever you see online right. and um, being intuitive is super important. Yeah. So building a relationship with your intuition, with your body, but also, you know, seeking out professional help, mm-hmm. uh, supporting the relationship with your intuition via information and science. All these different things are super crucial. It's not just a black and white mm-hmm. thing. So it can definitely be tricky, but um you know, everyone out there, just just stay consistent, stay persistent, mm-hmm. remind yourself of why you're pursuing wellness and health and stay on track and really do your best to pay attention to the results. Like you said, yeah. log the results mm-hmm. or log the symptoms you're experiencing and you can really do a great job of building awareness around what is working for you, what is not working for you. And knowing that and you deserve the best. Like yeah. you really do. Like know that you deserve the best, like to feel your best and that like don't settle till you get there. Like, yeah. like keep keep going. And and if you fuck up a little bit and your body feels like shit, like it's okay. Keep it moving. Yeah. Like just dust yourself off, get your little shoulders, dust them off, and then <laughs> get yourself keep going. You know, like laugh right. at yourself. As exactly. my mom always says, if you don't laugh, you cry. So go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and just laugh. Yeah, laughing's way more fun than crying. Crying's yeah. good too. Good though. cathartic. Very good. Good cathartic, cathartic crying. cries. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs oh, those. Oh, you gotta as well. let it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I forgot who said it, but it, uh, the quote goes bliss is any emotion felt all the way through so like yeah definitely Mm. important to feel what we need to feel so we can release it and not allow it to stagnate which i imagine that could cause issues with digestion as well oh my god that's a whole other podcast that is we'll definitely do another one how your emotions are like yeah because that's the other thing if you're gonna go do a clonic like going and waiting until you feel not even comfortable because you're gonna be like most people are nervous the first time they do colon hydrotherapy because like Again, I'm a random lady sticking something up your butt. (laughs) But like at the end of the day, like if you come emotionally prepared to let go, like it's a night and day difference for my my intros. Like if you're coming and you're still very resistant, you're not ready to heal. You don't actually want to do the work. A lot of those people don't give me a drop of anything during that colonic. Like I can be doing the best work I possibly am. And they just don't want to let go. And Mm. so truly coming emotionally prepared and like hydrated, like very hydrated. Because a lot of what colon hydrotherapy is, is actually hydrating you from the opposite end. Um, it's a big straw. You're drinking it up. But um, coming emotionally prepared um, to let go is super, super crucial to having yeah. a great colonic. Yeah. And obviously you create a safe space. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. Like, the room is very relaxing. There's yeah. like a projection, projection on the ceiling of like this like fun blue thing that you can focus on. Like we have really great music. We have mm-hmm. a private bathroom that's attached. Um, we just really make sure it's super zen and relaxing. Yeah. The vibe's on point for yeah. letting all the shit go yeah. oh, emotionally, absolutely. I actually have a thing. I have a, a sign in my room that's from <laughs> one of my favorite clients that literally says, let that shit go in my room. Yeah. Yeah. So make yeah. a joke about it. You know, like don't exactly. gotta be so serious. Yeah. But- I mean, that's who we are. That's the mm-hmm. nature of who we are. We're emotional creatures. There's many dimensions of our be- our being and our health. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very fascinating how uh, emotions can play into the physical and vice versa. It's all integrated. It's all mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's also very good to be aware of that. But I got one more question yeah. for you if you're down. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Let's, let's do it. All right. So Curiosity Clubhouse. I'm yeah. curious. What? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. What does curiosity mean to you? Mm-hmm. And how has that been leveraged in, you know, your journey as far as specializing in colon hydrotherapy and being a holistic healer? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think curiosity to me means never stop learning. There's never a point that I'm not willing to be wrong. Also, like I love being wrong. Like I love because that's an opportunity for growth and learning. So I think curiosity is just all about continuing that opportunity to be better, to learn more, to express yourself to play you know like i really love curiosity mm-hmm. like the whole saying like curiosity killed the cat like i'm always like oh what's <laughs> over here you know like what's this going on yeah. like um or if a client comes in and i've never heard of something like i'm like oh what an awesome time to learn about something like i had a client um yes two days ago that had a whole bunch of mold toxicity and she asked me if i specialized in it i was like no i don't but this is a great opportunity for me to learn something more or like when someone came in with SIBO, like there's so many times that like there's so many things that I get to learn. So my curiosity is, I think that's why I love colon hydrotherapy so much because there's never not an opportunity to learn with it. Like it's always yeah. 
transforming my mind and my curiosity. So That's curiosity beautiful. is Yeah, is you're a sponge there. just soaking oh it up God, just as much as the next person. Yeah. You know, the person that's coming in, mm-hmm. you're learning just as much as yeah. them. Yeah. It's it's very intriguing, you know, working with so many people in that regard and like how you can apply that to your mm-hmm. own wellness and stuff like that. So with that being said, great yeah. work today. Thank you so much so for much sharing fun. your insights and wisdom. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of great takeaways for people to apply and explore. Mm-hmm. You know, we covered a lot of grounds in regards to gut health and building intuition and a better relationship with the body. Mm. Uh, Laura's a wonderful colon <laughs> hydrotherapist. <laughs> she you. has so much to offer yeah. in all the dimensions of wellness. Mm-hmm. So I would love for you to share where people can find you, yeah. all the social media plugs, how people can get in touch with you and, you know, how they can you know, maybe schedule a colonic with you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my personal, um, like, professional account is your Pooh Fairy Godmother with a period in between each one of those. Um, If you want to see Viva Wellness's um, Instagram, it's Viva Wellness, um, W-I, with periods in between those. I can't remember if it's underscores or periods, but if you just search Viva Wellness, you'll find us. Um, And then on both of those accounts, if you go to link in bio, um, you can go to our booking site as well. So you can book anything from just an infrared sauna if you just want to come check out the space and you're not ready for a clinic, but you want to see the clinic room. Um, There's so many things you can do to sort of get acquainted. And and there's like medical weight loss and so many other things that we offer. So it's not just me doing colon hydrotherapy. So that's why I love working there so much. If you guys mentioned this podcast, the Curiosity Clubhouse, you guys can get 20% off of Zuma products. So Zuma products are for um, like parasite cleanses, fulvic acid, which helps take all like the heavy metals out of you. Um, any of those things we mentioned the podcast and come in, um, you guys get 20% off. So looking forward to meeting you guys. Have a good one. Beautiful. Yeah. We did that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, it's so fun. Thank you yeah, so much for pooping. joining. Happy pooping. <laughs> you know, your poops are talking to you. Remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for getting curious with mm-hmm. us today. And we will see you on the next show. Bye, Love guys. you all so much. Take care. Bye.